Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, as we get ready for mandatory minicamp, kind of the last week before things really, really slow down, are you excited for things to calm down? Or will you miss kind of having like the regimented, like, okay, we're going to be at the facility this day, this day, this day, all the way up until training camp? Like, are you, is this a point, a point in the year that you look forward to or a point in the year that you kind of wish didn't happen? I'm excited for the six week or so break of not having to cover mini camp OTAs mandatory mini camp, but really only because it's not quite real football yet. And when it is, and if it was, I'd be, Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's go out there. Let's watch like training camp. Let's go. I'm ready for Fisher. I'm ready for that. But this time of year, it's like, let's get through this. This isn't quite real yet. They're just kind of still putting in a lot of things. They can't hit each other. Right. That's part of it. The other part is, you know, that's the six weeks where all of us, we kind of, we reset as well. My son is going to a lot of camps this summer. In fact, next weekend, right after mandatory minicamp, Max is taking part in Dawson Knox's football camp out, oh, cool. in, um, out in Rochester. It's at Nazareth College. So like things like that, I'm looking forward to being a part of and doing. And then I'll be ready to rock and roll for sure when it comes to training camp. And I don't mind that at all. But now it's like, yeah, it's 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 still the offseason. I don't know really what this, there's 90 guys there. It's hard to really say who's standing out, who's not, because they're not hitting each other. Mm-hmm. To me, it's harder to put together stories and storylines right now. It is. I agree with that for sure. I think that I get really excited to go back like a month ago, like right around the draft and then like yep. the schedule and a couple weeks after the draft and like voluntary workouts start. There is an excitement there. Then you're kind of coming back down a little bit because you're like, yeah, right now, like legitimately, I'm not going to have to think about this because I'm still on paternity leave. But on Tuesday, if everybody is there, what will the biggest story be? I don't know the answer to that. Usually it will be that everybody's there. It'll be that Stefan Diggs is there. Probably, but you could do that in 10 seconds. We got minutes and minutes and minutes that we need to fill. So it's like, how do you make that relevant for that much longer? You, You could do it pretty easy, but if he doesn't talk, then it becomes a little bit trickier. I, I like this point of the season too. I like the kind of calm before the storm. I love training camp though. Love, yeah. love, love. Tra- you, you get to like the second or third week of training camp and you're like, okay, like let's wrap up. Let's get to the season. But I, yeah, I, I love training camp and I'm excited for it this year. Um. All right. What do we got coming our way? We got any good questions that people yeah. want to answer? Yeah. I like this one from Anthony and okay. it's us speculating, but I'm cool with it. Preseason battles, middle linebacker, cornerback two, wide receiver three in right guard. Okay. So I'm going to say those again, middle linebacker, middle cornerback linebacker. two, cornerback two, wide receiver three. Yeah. 
and right guard. Why don't you pick two of the positions and I'll take the other two of people you think will ultimately win those jobs. So I don't care. You want to do defense, I do offense, or vice versa. I don't care. Um. Well, I'll take – let me just say this. It, I don't think right guard is as big of a battle as everyone see, everyone else seems to. I think that's a story here that we could talk about. Like, what's the battle at right guard? Well, it's, Is it it's, Osiris Torrance against Os- Ryan Bates? Yes, that's exactly what it is. I don't – That's. I would what, be surprised that's what he's if Osiris asking. Torrance – I would be surprised if Osiris Torrance started. I mean, it wouldn't stun me. It wouldn't blow my mind. It would be like, great, mm-hmm. good for him. I just think with the track record of – especially linemen, how it might take a little while for these guys to get in, and especially here in Buffalo, how they've played it. And the fact that Ryan Bates got paid just a year ago, and I don't think he played poorly last year, might not have been great. They signed Connor McGovern. I just don't think that Osiris Torrance is starting. I think he's a a, a backup swing guard or maybe just a backup to one of the spots. Okay, I agree with you there. So let's go to wide receiver three. I think that's Deontay Hardy. And I don't think that that's that complicated either. I think the other name you would come up with is Trent Shurfields. But for what the Bills are going to try and do, I think Deontay Hardy will be on the field more often and make a bigger impact than okay. Trent Shurfields. What is the role of wide receiver three? What are we talking about here? Are we talking about a slot guy or who's the next outside guy? Well, he just says wide receiver three. I would say for the sake of the is conversation. Is the third person in targets? Yeah, I would say who finishes the season with the third most targets at wide receiver because after, obviously, Diggs and Davis. I I can't pick Dalton Kincaid? No, because it's wide receiver three. You can't pick Dalton Kincaid. He's a tight end. Because he's going to be in the slot a lot, though. I know. It doesn't matter. It's like the whole. It's like the the whole, like, weapons thing. Like, specifically wide receiver. I Um, I think it's Hardy by a pretty sizable margin. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think it's Trent Sherfield. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Now, I would even I would even consider Khalil Shakir. Ooh, I didn't even think of Shakir. I didn't even think of Shakir. We got to be nice to Joe because he just got married. He doesn't even think he's going to be on the team, though. So, cornerback <laughs> um, two. It's got to be Kyrie Elam, right? Oh, no, it doesn't have to be, and I don't know if it will be. Oh, really? Oh, I mean, we we – we may be here in September saying, why can't your first round cornerback of a year ago still not start? But I'm telling you, like I apps right now, Matt, right now you pin me down and say, who's starting. I'm telling you, it's Dane Jackson. Oh, goodness gracious. I, I think that would be such a disappointment for the it team. Probably and would be, but and d- for disappointment the doesn't mean it's not going to happen. You're right. I, I still think that Elam would be the favorite though. Why? Cause he was a first round pick. He was a first-round pick. Eventually, you just need to let them play. Like, you need to see him on the field not be good, not just, like, assume he won't be good because of what you've seen in practice. Because when he was on the field last year, I thought he was totally fine. Like, the other day, we recorded a podcast, and you mentioned a play. You're like, oh, he had that big interception in the Dolphins playoff game. And I'm like, I am somebody who I can remember almost, like, every play from every game for years and years and years. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like – I don't really remember that play. So I went back and I watched like some of the highlights from the game and I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause I think when I think of Kyrie Elam interceptions, I think of the chiefs game. And then I think of the Steelers game. I believe he had his first interception in the Steelers game. So I think he went back to back weeks, Steelers chiefs with interceptions. I don't remember the Steelers one. He did have one in the chiefs game. I thought that was his first. No, I think it was the Steelers the week before, but 
the Dolphins play. So I, I just I think he's given that they used a first round pick on him. I think the tie goes to him. If those guys are even close, you play Elam. If I, no, look, look, everything you're saying is right, but we're projecting here and who's going to win the job. Dane Jackson's been a starter since he pretty much walked in the door opposite. I mean, obviously with what with Levi Wallace there, but once, once Levi Wallace was gone, like mm-hmm. Dane Jackson's been the guy, he's been the starter and I, you have to beat him out. And I agree with you. I'd love for Kyrie Elam to beat him out. There's been nothing to suggest for me right now that that's going to happen other than that when Kyrie Elam was on the field, he made some plays, but I just think the bills really trust and like Dane Jackson and Kyrie Elam's going to have to really outperform him. I, I don't think he will. I don't think okay. he'll have to outperform him. I think it'll have to be close. All right. I, I'll probably it could be happen. Wrong. I'd love to see it. I hope it is Kyrie Elam. And okay. that's nothing against Dane Jackson. I hope it is for all the reasons you said, because I don't want to be sitting here in September trying to figure out why the Bills' first-round corner of a year before still can't even be corner number two on this football team. I agree. Last one, middle linebacker. This is the hardest one. Wow. You go first. I would say Dotson. Familiarity with the system has been around a while. This team is seem seemingly slow to just like throw rookies into it. So that's why I'm not going to say right now, oh, I think Dorian Williams could win the job or like, oh, I think Terrell Bernard could win the job. Dorian Williams, still a lot of questions for me. That's nothing wrong with him. It's just like we haven't seen him. Terrell Bernard didn't really see any of him on defense last year. So for me, I say Dodson. By the way, first of all, good on you. I just looked it up. Kyrie Lam interception in the Pittsburgh game. I don't remember that one, but I do remember the Kansas City game when he went up in the end zone and he got that. It was a muffin. I, you you would have made the play. No questions. <laughs> I would have. I, I wanted you to go first to answer this because I did not think you would pick Tyrell Dodson because I'm going to pick Tyrell Dodson. We're both going to be in agreement here because I agree. I agree with everything you said about he's done this. They've seen him do it. I do think, though, that that door is still wide open. And Terrell Bernard could be him, even Dorian Williams. I would say right now, the pecking order for me, as far as chances, if I had said percentage, if I was putting the betting odds on a player in the players, it would be Dodson, Bernard, Williams in that order. Dodson, Bernard, Williams. I think I would go Dodson, Williams, Bernard. But that's just like a hunch for me. There's not sure. like anything to really back it up. Okay. That was, you know, that was good. All right. Uh, potential trades from the bills roster. I like this because I think that we talked about it the other day, a little bit, the question, yeah. uh, he doesn't have his name here, but basically, is there anybody on the team right now who you think they could ultimately trade? And I think the question is basically like guys who might not make it, who you try and trade, and then get an asset for probably, you know, a day three draft pick. Yeah, and, and to me, it, it's it's clearly at defensive end. And yeah, it I could agree. either be Boogie Basham or AJ, ben, AJ Epinesa would be the two guys I would look at first and foremost. I do mm-hmm. think, though, that the health of Von Miller plays a role here yeah. and where he is. But in a crowded defensive end room, guys still young, under contract, you can't waive them because they're going to get claimed. So you say, let's try and get something for them. And another team says, well we're not going to be able to claim them because we're not high enough on the claim order. Let's give them a draft pick for them. I think that's why that goes there. So I think it's got to be one of those two guys. And then I would look to the offensive line. I just don't know. Is there anybody there who would fetch a draft pick? Right. I mean, I don't think so. Even though there's guys that, you know, they brought in, they're not going to, they're not going to trade Connor McGovern. I don't think, I mean, Ryan Bates, I guess could be a candidate for something Mm -hmm. like this. Um, Even Osiris Torrance, but you'd want to see that through. I would think. Oh yeah. No chance. No. Um, So, 
I think it's got to be on the D line specifically at the end for anything like this. All right. I agree with you. I think it's Boogie Basham or AJ Epinesa. Those are the two names that I immediately go to. This one is from Lauren. And we've talked about this a bit on the podcast before. Well, wait a what minute. Let you... me ask you this. Yeah. What about the middle linebacker spot? What if Terrell Bernard is the odd man out? And they're like, you know, I just, we like Dorian Williams a lot. Like, couldn't he fit something like that? Sure. But I think you have another cost-controlled contract for a young player at a position where you don't have a lot of options. So I don't think that they would do that. But if they have Dodson, let's say, and William, to me, they might have options is what I'm saying. It, like, well, they don't have like long-term options though, right? Because I think Dodson's on a one-year deal. AJ Klein, I think, is on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you have Dorian Williams. still be able to but what is he? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, I well, think... I don't know. I just, I wouldn't see it. What about Khalil Shakir? I could see that one. I don't think it'll happen because I think Shakir is going to be, you know, make this team and he's going to contribute a role on this team. But if you come in and you're like, okay, that's the other thing too. Like Deontay Hardy, I believe is a three-year contract. Trent Sherfield is a one-year contract. But if you love Deontay Hardy and you're like, yeah, we don't know how many snaps he's going to get. We'd like to recoup an asset. Here's the thing though. For me, it's almost got to be worth your while. And Khalil Shakir was a fifth-round pick last year. So I don't think you're trading Khalil Shakir for a seventh-round pick or a sixth-round pick. Like, that doesn't do anything for me. Like, I think a better deal would be, oh, Boogie Basham, you don't know if he's going to make the team. Let's get a fifth for him or something like that. I think that's what they got for Cody Ford. So that's kind of like the marker that I'm using. All right. Yep, that's probably right. I think that all that sounds good. This one's from Lauren curious on the chances of Gabe Davis getting extension before the season. And if he doesn't, do you think they will be letting him walk? You've been doing a lot of stuff on Gabe. So I'll let you start. Yeah. And like, I think this is something we've talked a lot about and we're going to keep talking about until one or the other happens, right? I just, it feels like, or at least until the season starts, it's something we've talked a lot about going back really since the off season. I've always felt that this team would extend Gabe Davis. Mm -hmm. That there was, we put it this way, a higher probability of that than letting him play out his contract and walk. Now, you would have play out your contract. He has a great year, and you could still franchise tag him. You could do something like that. I don't think the Bills are interested in that because the money on that is pretty astronomical. You'd have to tie up. So, But, but Matt, I got to tell you, even though I've been always much more in the I think they'll extend him camp or much higher chance they'll extend him than, than let him walk or play out the year, I think those chances are diminishing as we see Ed Oliver get extended, the money start to dry up, more options at receiver. You see the young guys like, mm-hmm. or the guys they just sign and Dalton Kincaid get drafted. I just, it feels to me, but I, I think they really love Gabe Davis. And I just, I just wonder where that money is that they're willing to go to for him because I think they'd love to have him and they would try to work something out. Basically every year, the bills have made a player given a player, a contract extension late in the summer, mm-hmm. right before the season. Every, so last year it was Dawson Knox the year before that. I believe it was Josh Allen the year before that. I think it was Dan Dawkins and Trey White. I think that it was that I was going to say the year before that. I thought it was Trey, but regardless, they're right. All right there. I think this year that will be Gabe Davis. I don't think it'll mirror any of the money that those guys got, but I think Gabe could get a really nice contract as the summer ends, as he kind of, you know, He's just still got so much potential and they love him. They like bills fans. I think 
Gabe's a pretty polarizing player. I don't think all Bills fans are like, oh, yeah, he's a legit wide receiver, too. I think the team really does feel that way. And given the way they've designed their offense, I think he's a very valuable player, especially like we were just talking at the beginning of the podcast about Stefan Diggs not getting any younger. Like you need a young wide receiver who you can have yep. on your contract for a long Agreed. time to kind of bridge you to that gap. Because what if something happens with Diggs or what if he does take a step back? Are you looking for three wide receivers? Like you don't want to be in that position. You don't want to be in the position of having to figure it out. Like this has worked. Keep the guy and reward him because he has played some really important football for you over the years. Everything you said about extending Gabe before the season, because that's what they do is what I've been saying since January. I just feel the chances are less than what I thought then, but I think that's the way to go about it. That's the way to do it. That's see how everything shakes out. See where your money is know what you have in the other receivers, you know, make sure you, not that you have to light a fire in your game, but you know, he goes to camp, he's super motivated mm -hmm. and say like, Hey man, we're going to take care of you. Right. Something like that. Um, I would say too, though, I don't know if I would see this happening. Cause it's very rare. It's a little bit, it's a little bit more rare. I think one of the ways you could do it with Gabe though, give him five, even six years to extend that money out. If you're worried about the annual average value, mm -hmm. I think that's how you do that with a guy like Gabe Davis. And then, you could say, look, we just we can't go into the stratosphere where receivers are going. Yeah, but we can give you a lot of money. Let's do that over a whole bunch more years than normal. And that way we can spread it out cap wise. I mean, you could give Gabe Davis a six year contract and it would have him under contract until he's 30, until mm -hmm. he's Stefan Diggs age. Like yep. he's still 24 years old. The best years of this guy's career are still ahead of him. You do not want that happening with a different team. You want that happening with your team because, right. you know, you really kind of struck gold in the fourth round. So now you need to pay uh, pay him for it. Okay, last one. Well, I guess I'll ask two. This is like the last football one and then a fun one. Jimmy Collins asks, thoughts on the Frank Clark deal? And then in regards to the Leonard Floyd contract, because the numbers are pretty similar. Would you rather exactly. the Bills have Jimmy Collins Classic? Is that who that is? I have no idea. I don't think so. No, this is the – I'm wearing a shirt. Show shown every year has the Jimmy Collins classic. Jimmy Collins was Ripper Collins, a baseball player back in the early 1900s. Okay. All right. Well, this so is I'm just thinking it's really weird. You asked a question with Jimmy Collins and I got this shirt on that I'm showing on our stream on the uh, South sports YouTube, by the way, on our always game day in Buffalo video part that uh -huh. says the Jimmy Collins classic. Well, anyway, uh, what, yeah. what was the question from Jimmy Collins? Would you rather have Frank Clark or Leonard Floyd? Basically is the question I'm paraphrasing his question, but. I would rather have Leonard Floyd. He has 29 um, sacks over the last 50 games, and he's this has been his best three years. You can't look at the first few. I think he was kind of out of position, but the biggest reason is Frank Clark's had some availability issues over the yeah. last few years. He's he's had some some sickness issues he's had to deal with. Um, I would rather have – and what's his age, Frank Clark? I think uh, he's a year younger, actually. Okay. Um, I think he's still like 29 years old, okay. which surprised so. me. So he's actually not as old as I thought he would, but I also agree with you. I think the answer is Leonard Floyd. He has been more productive. Leonard Floyd has kind of gotten increasingly productive as his career has gone along, and Frank Clark has got a little less productive individually like he won yeah. multiple super bowls so there is something to be said about that but i think for what you're trying to do as like bridging the gap until von miller is fully healthy and then having a rotation of three guys i think floyd is the better player at least right now yep i i like that i mean but i think frank clark is still a, a really heck of a good player now we know he's on um the never broncos he signed with actually yeah, Denver Broncos. All right, the last one for you. It's not really a question. It's just, so you took heat for your Patriots uh, comment. Mm -hmm. I took heat for my seven best pop punk songs. Do you know what pop punk is? 
I mean, yes and no. I think I think I know what how most people would how I would define it or think about it. I don't know if I'd have a definition. I would probably classify certain songs, but I don't know how everybody would. Okay. Do you have like a favorite pop punk band that you I really don't? Of? I don't think I do. Um, no, I'm not really into punk at all. Uh, would you call Green Day pop punk? I don't think so. That's rock. Yeah. No, I don't think you would call them pop punk. Okay. I think so I don't think so. I mean, that might be something as close as it could come. Yeah, something well, like that. Well, okay. So the, a lot of people were mad at me because I didn't have any Blink 182 songs on my list of my top seven pop punk. I'll things. let you handle this one because this is definitely out of my music genre that I usually listen to. This all was sparked because I was doing a bike workout class and the music was pop punk. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to like listen to this kind of music. And then I started going through my favorite songs and a bunch of people were like, how could you exclude blink 182? And let me give you my reasoning for it. I like a lot of blink 182 songs. I don't listen to them very often, but I don't have one that I think like stands above the rest. Whereas the other play bands that I listed, the other songs that I listed, I believe stand above the rest. This is just my opinion. Everybody let me like the songs that I want to like. I also do this. I almost like intentionally posted this on a Friday evening because I knew that the engagement would not be nearly what it would be on like a Monday morning or something. So, you know, do you know my muffin take? Do you know the muffin take? Perino free. I do. Okay. So my most controversial take, and you're going to hate me forever. Perino gives me such a hard time for this. I prefer the stump of the muffin to the top. Okay. Yeah, that's stupid. I know, but they're so good. Like I, I think <laughs> I love them. So this is my muffin take basically just with music. Yeah, I, I just, I'm looking at your tweet now. I, I don't think I know any of these songs to be quite You don't honest. know any of them? I don't think I do. If I listened and I heard the song, I'd probably know it. You would know Sugar We're Going Down, I think for sure. That's Fallout Boy. You know Fallout okay. Boy? Sure, yeah, I know Fall Out Boy. Um, you might know the anthem by Good Charlotte. The I know other Good one, Charlotte. I don't know. I don't know if I know specifically the anthem. Go. That'll be your homework for the night. Go listen to a couple of these songs and report back on what you think. Um, I did think of you though at Sneaky Joe's wedding on Friday because when Mr. Brightside came up, everybody was going crazy. And how do you feel? Like, do you like it? Do you vibe to it? Because it's such a good yeah, song. Yeah, and I know the song. I do. I just like. I didn't realize which song it was, right? Like I know the song, but you're, what are you, 29 still? I'm, th I'm 30 now. Oh, you yeah. turned 30. All right. You turned I'm 30. 30 like, I mean, you now. are, I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm 20 years older than you. I'm two decades older yeah. than you. Like Mr. Yeah. Brightside was not in my wheelhouse of listening when I was in college at that time. Like it might've been with you, but it's funny. And um, when it came up, I thought about you and partly because like they were going crazy. Joe, who, who got married, I think Joe's only 27. Yeah. And everybody at the wedding, like his his friends, his brother, like they're in that age group. They're mid, early, mid, late 20s at most. And it was right in their wheelhouse and they were going crazy. I think if I had to say, like, give me one song that you would think about, like your college years too, for yeah. me, it would be Mr. Brightside. That song was so popular during that like point in our life that it was just like every, you put that song on, first couple chords of that song play like everybody is going to know it that song and then you know i'm a sucker for party in the usa by miley cyrus love that song i bet he probably had that at some point too at the wedding well i would say if you go to my um my college years what would define it it's a good one probably let's see when did yeah 
in that way, in rock and roll way, it's got to be smells like teen spirit Nirvana. Like okay. my, yeah. that came out my freshman, my freshman year of college. Do and it was. A, do you have a favorite song? Favorite song. That's like a very loaded question. I know. That. No, I, I, I have a, I, I thought about this the other day. It might be Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. It's close. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm a big U2 fan. I, I've loved se- several of them. Um, Bat. Bad by U2, the live version. If you go and you like the live version of U2 and I've of bad, I'm always I've gone to five U2 concerts. If they play live, like bad, it's amazing. Like that might be it. So that's probably it. The other one I will tell you though, it's a different genre, but really though, at the bare bones, the college anthem of my college years would probably be End of the Road by Boys to Men. Okay. Interesting. All right. Some really good songs there. I I don't I don't even if somebody asked me my favorite song, I don't even know what the first song I would say would be. Right. There's like so many that come to mind and I don't have a favorite musician either. I like a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm a melting pot, whatever. All <laughs> me right. Too. Me too, any, buddy. Any final thoughts before mandatory minicamp begins this week? No. Um, we on, w, on the WGR side of things, you're going to hear me on different days and times. Like I'm on the morning show on Monday with Jeremy. Howard Simon, a one day contract to host the extra point show on Monday. Uh, he'll oh, be on fun. there. I he's I, he says one day contract, whatever. He'll he'll fill in once in a while. I don't know. It really is a, a special situation. Sneaky Joe's gone for a while, but I just want to get everybody heads up. Like with everything going on, Joe on vacation. I'll be doing morning show, extra point show, filling in, doing things like that. I just want people to know where they can find their coverage. And obviously, you got stuff going on at Channel Seven. And when are you coming back? Not coming back until training camp. So I went in for the stadium day, and then I'll still pop around if like anything crazy happens or if there's any. That's the nice thing about this point of the paternity leave that I kind of control when I yep. want to work and when I don't want to work. So for me right now, not planning on doing anything unless there's some, you know, like if the bill signed DeAndre Hopkins, I'll probably end up working for a day or two. Totally fine. You know, whatever. Make sure that everything is okay down here at the uh, ranch and you brought him up. So I'm going to end the podcast with a little bit of a tease, Ooh. but Howard Simon might be, you know, popping up every oh. once in a while. How might have to wear makeup is what you're saying. Maybe, maybe not. I guess we'll find out soon. <laughs> That's really cool to hear. All right. So we went a little bit longer on this pod than we normally do, but we appreciate everybody for coming along and sticking with us always. And it's always game day in Buffalo. Audio, video, we got it all for you. iTunes, Spotify, South Sports on YouTube, wherever you find us. Thank you very much for a, a like, a rating, and just for being with us.